Good morning. This is the Blaine's World Podcast that can be found each week on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. You can also listen in on Apple uh, Podcasts and Spotify and a whole bunch of other places as well. You can also get information at the website behind me, which is www.blainsworld.net. I'm your host, Blaine Greenfield, and I'm here at my Zoom studio in lovely downtown Fairview in North Carolina. And each week we focus on positive news and information about people and organizations in both Western North Carolina and throughout the country. And to that end, it's my pleasure to introduce my two guests in this show, which you'll see is kind of a very unusual show. And they are, um, it's Amanda uh, Campbell, and it's also Kate Ogden. And welcome aboard, folks. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. Okay, and you can, by the way, wave to all your fans and friends who are watching this. So if you're watching, that's that's Amanda and, and Kate. And what's so unusual about this show is it's talking about an uh, area of concern for, I think, a lot of people in Western North Carolina, but specifically, if anybody is listening or watching in the Biltmore Lake area or the Reeves Cove area, this is an issue that they should be aware of. And for the benefit of folks who don't know the two of you, you've been living, um, Kate, in Reeves Cove for how long? So I've been in the area for 20 years. Okay, you've been about 20 years. And Amanda, you've been living here how long? I've been here 40 years my whole life. Okay. And so been here a long period of time. And so living in the area, you heard about this issue, which we're going to talk about, and we, why don't we jump right into it? It's kind of something happening now in Reeves Cove as we speak. And Amanda, if I can ask you kind of maybe give the Reader's Digest version of what's happening. So there is a developer who has um, come into Reeves Cove and proposed a 74-unit condominium development um, in um, an unsafe area of the road. Um, Reeves Cove is a two-lane road. It's a dead-end road. Um, we already have a lot of traffic, so this poses a lot of um, safety concerns for us up front, but it's a developer that's um, it's 35 buildings with 74 units are being proposed. Now, it was interesting what you told me about off the air, how you found out about this. So you, you didn't find out about it in the newspapers. How did you find out about it? So a neighbor had posted a um, picture of a little bitty, it's like eight and a half by 11 sign that was down on near the bridge on our road. Um, and I had seen it on social media and it was about a board of adjustment meeting for a special use permit. Um, so that's kind of what tipped us off to what was going on is when we started digging into what that actually meant. Now, had you not heard about that, this would have just taken place and it were already up and running if nobody had seen it? I believe so. I believe that it would have just went straight through the board of adjustment if, if nobody had spoken up and they would have just rubber stamped it and it gone on to the next phase of approval. So right now we're at a, a situation and it's coming up, I think, next week that there's going to be an important meeting. And why don't you talk about that meeting that's coming up? Yeah, so um, September 13th, which is next Wednesday at 12 p.m. at 200 College Street um, downtown, there's going to be a Board of Adjustment meeting um, for to hear the special use permit um, again. So we've been doing this since May. Um, and had it continued a couple of times, but the next one is on September 13th at noon, downtown Asheville. And so you want as many people who can come out to it, you want them to come to the meeting? Yeah, if anybody could come out, it would be just great to show up in numbers and show support, even if you can just come on your 
lunch hour. It starts at noon. We are first on the agenda, so we should be heard at noon. Um, so if anybody could come out um, just to support us in numbers, I have buttons that you can wear that makes it very apparent that you're with our group. Um, yeah, any support would be appreciated. I don't, do you have the buttons now? I don't see you wearing them. Looking. Oh, you called me out. I don't have mine on, but I do have them. Okay, we should wear them. Let me ask you, Kate, how did you get involved in this? And so you're friendly with you're friendly with Amanda, is that it? We met through this cause, but I mean, everybody living down the cove, these families, some for six generations, um, you know, does the friendly wave as we pass by and does our best to get to know each other. But yeah, this effort really um, is what connected us. Okay, so how did you get involved? This said starting in May. What took place in May that all of a sudden people got involved in this? Yeah, I, I saw Amanda's post, um, I believe, as well as several others on different Facebook groups calling attention to this. And then I started noticing that that same sign down there. Um, and upon following the breadcrumb trail and looking at the proposal that's online at the Board of Adjustment um, website, as well as ours, um, I was shocked. I was stunned. I can't, I, I couldn't believe this proposal of this many units on a ridge line, on a ridge top in our small community um, could actually be a thing that could move forward. And not only could it move forward, it could move forward in a blink of an eye had you and, and Amanda and a whole bunch of other people started raising questions. It would have been already done by now. Pretty much. Yeah, and 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 it it just stirred me because, from a safety standpoint, all of us raising our families here, we've all witnessed some pretty bad accidents on our road already, including fatalities. Um, there was a lot of wildlife. We're right up against Pisgah National Forest. In fact, that tract of land is this remaining corridor that connects Pisgah National Forest and I believe it's called Beaver Dam um, Preserve, and it's. It's the last tract of land for wildlife to go through. So I'm, I I got really motivated to hear more and to see if there was something that we, in fact, could do to preserve this area. That was kind of interesting, your background and, and Amanda's as well. So you told me off the air, you'd always been kind of an activist, but never an activist in this particular field or to talk about wh where you li live. Uh, is that the same thing to Amanda? Had you ever been involved in anything like this before? I've never been involved in anything like this. This really stemmed from seeing the little bitty sign and digging into it a little bit and figuring out, you know, how much it would affect our community. Um, so I, we put together a community meeting in May was our first one. And then we've had them regularly since. But no, I have no history. I have no previous history in activism or anything. I was an x-ray tech for 17 years. Um, and when COVID hit, I quit my job and now I work at a psychiatric practice. So I've got medical background, but this is just a passion inside of me. And I just love this community and it's home. It's been home for six generations to families here. And I just, you know, want to do whatever's possible to try to stop this. So talk about what you've, the two of you have done and talk a little bit about the committee you've had, because I know some of the other members on the committee, that you started meeting in May and then what happens? You meet every month or you exchange emails? How do you get this off the ground? All of the above. Um, <laughs> we So we meet, it's probably about every three to four weeks now. It just depends on 
how close we are to a board meeting and how many things need to be addressed. Um, we just discuss it as a group and come up with dates. It's generally at um, just a grass field that's on Reeves Cove. Everybody brings their lawn chairs and we sit in a circle and um, have an, a pretty open dialogue for an hour, hour and a half, trying to identify, you know, challenges, action items, and next meeting dates, things like that. But in between those meetings, we are constantly communicating through email and text message and things like that. There's a, a group of um, five to six people that we're constantly in communication daily about this, trying to um, troubleshoot and make plans. So you have a kind of, a, I mentioned, so it's a leadership group. The two of you are involved in this, and all the people from Gilmore Lake are involved in it as well. Yeah, there's us, and then we've got um, such support from Biltmore Lake, and we've got a couple of those people that are in the six that um, are constantly communicating. Um, yeah, they've been a great, it's been a great thing to bring the community together, the Biltmore Lake community and the Reeves Cove community, so. Now, Reeves Cove doesn't have a structure like Biltmore Lake, though. Does it have a, do you have a board in Reeves Cove, or do you have anything like that? So it's just... Like in Fairview, anything goes. You can pretty much do anything you want. But Biltmore Lake, has the Biltmore Lake board been a, a part of this or have they been addressed? Have you had meetings with them? They know what is going on. I have been down there to some meetings to try to like bridge the gap in the communities and just keep the communication open. Um, one of their board members does work pretty closely with us. Um, so we're all aware of what's going on in both communities, I feel like, um, as far as this effort goes. Okay. And so the Bootmore Lake community, well, let's let's talk about what happens then. So you're meeting on a regular basis. You were telling me off the air too, you're trying to raise some funds for this activity as well. Why so? We, we need to cover our legal costs. We've retained a lawyer um, and he has a team of experts that are able to come out and do a number of very pertinent evaluations to to speak as experts on our behalf in, in a way that we can't. Um, because again, as a special use permit and how this was kind of pushed through right under, I mean, um, the fact that it's condos instead of townhomes, the fact that it's one lot instead of three, the fact that it misses the mark for the ridgeline protection by 50 feet, allowing them to do this um, and really push up against boundaries um, yeah, we, we need to cover those legal costs and we plan on doing it in a number of ways. There's, there's our GoFundMe account. Um, we are pursuing nonprofit status so that we can have alternate means of donation that make everyone feel comfortable, um, as well as putting on some fundraisers. Again, this is really bringing the community together. It's tapping into everybody's established connections and expertise. Um, so we are excited. We're, we're in talks with several business owners that are willing to probably host us for some different events. Um, so we will soon be moving into planning um, events where we can fundraise. Well, it's cool. You already have the GoFundMe campaign off the ground and I think you've been pretty successful thus far. How does somebody participate or get involved in that if they live in either of the two communities? What do they do? Absolutely. I would say our, web, our website is a good one-stop shop. Um, it has links to the GoFundMe. We also have, I would encourage everybody to go um, sign our petition. It's at change.org. 
all of these different websites, it's easy to find us by just typing in Save Reefs Cove and it comes up, but the website really links that all together. You could sign up for the newsletter. We try and send out an update every week. Um, and of course, we're on social media, uh, Facebook and um, Instagram. They can follow us there as well. And so the website is savereefscove.com or what, what's the website? Yeah, thank you. Sorry, Blaine. Um, savereefscove.com. Okay. And so they can also, when they go there, they can also get on mailing list for the newsletter? Correct. Yeah. What do you want at this point in time? Uh, and I'm just uh, wondering in terms of what you want from the community, but also um, what do you see happening? Let, let's take that question first. In other words, so you have, you're going to go to the board and you're going to try to get it slowed down or looked at. What's the ultimate goal of this um, endeavor? The ultimate goal for Save Reefs Cove is to stop the development. Um, it poses major traffic safety issues. It poses major environmental issues, um, storm drainage. Um, there's land appraisal issues. Um, but our main focus, I feel like, is the is safety of the community. Um, so that's the ultimate goal. I mean, I would, you know, right now the ask is people show up on September 13th to the board meeting from 12 to 1, 200 College Place, downtown Asheville, sign the petition, Save Reefs Cove, um, donate if you feel led and if you can to the Save, Reef, Save Reefs Cove GoFundMe. Um, and please feel free to show up to our community meetings. We try to post them everywhere we can, all over social media and our website, um, just for, you know, it's it's all inclusive. We want Reefs Cove, we want Biltmore Lake, we want anybody in Candler or anywhere else that wants to be involved in this to come join us and just get to know each other and hear us out. We're really, we're really striving to be transparent, Blaine, and allow um, Biltmore Lake residents to know how this impacts them too. Um, they A lot of them don't come down Reefs Cove, right? And, and sure, their main entrance is impacted with the traffic, but the lake is such a beautiful lake, Inca Lake, um, and I know they want to preserve that in the wetlands. And without a doubt, every time we have floods, that erosion, that silt, and that runoff is, is impacting their area too. And they may just, without knowing, where is all this coming from? And it's going to be this huge development, clear-cutting trees on a ridgeline uh, that's going to impact them. And why I give both of you so much credit, because I'm just seeing how this was taking place. And had you not seen that one sign, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. It would already been passed. Because I guess the, the problem is not only in terms of Biltmore Lake, but also where you folks live, a lot of people don't know about this at all, right? It just kind of takes place. And there's no, where you live, there's no governing body. There's no, there's no, like other than Fairview, we have a news, you know, we have a Fairview town crier but right there there's nothing for reef cove i guess to bring this awareness to people yeah it's been a lot of trying boots on the ground with flyers and you know just word of mouth we have some t-shirts that we've had made so we wear them to the local ingles because that's where you get people right, right. and you wear your t-shirt and they ask you questions about it so we're just trying to we're trying to get the word out um, as best we can, but there's not a there's not one resource for us to go to in Reeves Cove um, as like an HOA or anything like that. We're all our private owned residences. 
if anybody's listening to this and they want to get involved in it more so than just coming to the meeting on 13th, what do you encourage them to do? I would love them to head over to the website and sign up for the newsletter. They can email us directly at savereevescove at gmail.com if they have questions, suggestions, resources to lend us, um, affirmations of, yes, I'm going to attend. Um, so just connecting with us in any of those ways. Um, and, and I want to tag this on, Blaine. It's kind of going off script. But I want to say we're not opposed to development. We know this is happening in the greater Buncombe County community, Hendersonville community, right? I'm not opposed to it, but I want smart development and I want safe development. Um, I want, we all live here, whether it's like Amanda who's born and raised here or me moving here by choice. We love these mountains for a reason. And I think that smart planning that protects the people and the place is something we could all agree to, but this plan is not it. Well, not only that, I'm, I'm shaking my head as you talk about it, because not only is not planning, there was no planning from members of the community. You know, in, in other words, Biltmore Lake, the only, what I'm hearing you're saying, so only planning was by the board, which kind of isolated, you know, nine people or seven people, whatever that is. Most of the people in Biltmore Lake, I assume, don't know about this yet, or they're just hearing, hearing about it for the first time, I, I would assume. I think they're just hearing about it. Right. Yeah. And then more so even in your community, Nobody knew about it, except one person who found the sign. So I want to thank you for, for doing that. Moving forward, I like what you just said there um, in terms of, like, hate that, you know, opposed to development. What do you think moving forward the development should be? Or if somebody wants to develop, build the development, what should they do or what should they have done in this case? Well, and, and just to reiterate, I'm... I want to stop this one. I don't think the piece of land can sustain it. It's steep slopes. Again, it's ridge top. So I think as a community at large, there needs to be a more concerted effort to come together and say, it doesn't really matter how it's zoned. It doesn't matter whether people have a representative body or not. I feel this community could come together and agree to, there's certain things we just will not do. And there's also the certain things we will do. We're going to do feasibility studies on the true impact of the environment to people's land and safety nearby, um, to the wildlife for sure, and the things we want to protect. And, and that's my optimistic, um, sunshiny side. But I don't think it's impossible to bring people together and, again, plan more effectively for the type of future. This This just seems like snap, let's get it done, throw them up, sell them all, and who cares about the 10 years down the road? Have these studies been done, do you know, you know, by, by, by the builder? Yeah, they have been done. Um, and, and through our analysis and with the attorney, it's pretty interesting because, again, there's been some changes to the plan over time that has allowed a lot of slipping under regulations. Um, like I said, by by reclassifying it from townhomes to condos, they get to put more and they get to get closer to the border and of encroachment of, of other people's land and the protected zones um, by dividing the lot into three units as opposed to five. They get to push other things through. And again, it missing the mark in elevation by 50 feet for protection in the county versus the city because the city is different than the county 
I mean, there's just, there's, there's a number of things, um, but yeah, they, they've done their studies and they've all squeaked on by. Okay. Again, the, problem- instance, the traffic study, if they had had 75 units proposed, they would have had to have a traffic study, but there's 74 units. Oh, wow. That is something. The, uh, so they it's all above board, but I mean, it is skimming what is um, laid out as far as rules and stuff for what they can do. I mean, it's really pushing the boundary. Well, it sounds it. Anyway, to recap, uh, what I hear you folks saying is that uh, you want people listening to this, especially if they live in Biltmore Lake or Reeves Cove, to get involved in it. Again, the website, uh, Amanda, was what? It's savereevescove.com. Okay. And so that's kind of one-stop shopping. They can find out anything they want about the GoFundMe campaign, newsletter, meetings, stuff like that. When do you have the meetings? Are they on a regular basis or just you call them whenever? So our next meeting is uh, Monday, September 11th at 6 p.m. And it's uh, Larkin Mountain Drive is what you put in your GPS. And we're literally sitting in a field. <laughs> you can see it. You can't miss it. Um, bring your lawn chair. Um, we're having that meeting um, on the 11th. We just had one last week, but with the board meeting coming up on the 13th, we like to get together right before that the board meetings so that we make sure that all of our ducks are in the same room and in the same line. Um, so yeah, Monday, September 11th at 6 p.m., Larkin Mountain Drive in Candler is where our next community meeting is. We're also asking people then if they feel strongly about this, which I hope they do, to uh, please consider making a contribution to the GoFundMe campaign, because that's what you need to move this forward, I guess, with, with the help of the experts you have to bring in. So, yeah, funds are absolutely necessary, mm-hmm. and it gets really expensive really quickly. I hope that it does not go to full litigation for everybody's sake in this, but if it does, you know, we're looking at a substantial amount of money that we need to raise. Well, I want to thank you both for, first of all, getting involved in this in the first place, you know, and thank goodness you showed that little sign because we wouldn't even be having this discussion. But it points out to me, I guess, one other thing, folks, is that if you live in a community, be it Reeves Cove, Biltmore Lake, you really have to keep your eyes open because if not, stuff is going to happen and it's going to be too late to do anything about it, you know. So um, kind of a lesson for us all. Uh, so, again, I want to thank you both for being my guest on the special Blaine's World podcast. I also like to thank my producer, Cappy Cassetti. And if you both stay with me right after, we're going to sign off and then we'll wrap up afterwards. So thank you again, guys. And I appreciate thank it. Thank you for having us.